Welcome to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris Durow. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives and works in Burlington, Ontario, and runs an advisory practice named Three Hats Financial. Let's get to it. Welcome back to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth with Chris Duro of Three Hats Financial. I'm Patrice Sikora. This is part one of a two-part series on retiring well. And this time around, Chris will discuss getting ready to make the transition. Now, Chris, this is the first step in everything, I guess. You've got a plan, but where do you start when it comes to retirement planning? So the first thing we're going to start with, as you mentioned, for this this show is going to be the first of two. And we're going to talk today mostly about the mental side of retiring. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> what are you retiring to and how do you envision your retirement? And I always make sure that we do this first before we get into the money questions. And I'll explain all of that. Now, what age do you do this? At what age? 62, 60? Or do you wait till you're 65? Perfect question. So um, with this, they call the five years before retirement, the danger zone, meaning you want to start getting things organized. But I've had people all of a sudden show up and say, I'm retiring in a month, or <laughs> I'd retired last month. And, and they come to me and we start going through this. So there's not really any specific age. And that whole 62, 65 thing, I kind of hate that artificial finish line because some, some people put so much stress on themselves saying, I'm retiring at this age. And I'll ask them, well, why, why exactly 63 in four months? Right, right. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's just for the last 30 years, that's just what I've had in my head or, they'll, or if they have a pension or something like that, they use that to dictate when they're going to enter this very important and exciting next chapter of their life. And it shouldn't necessarily just be based on a number value of or your age. So it really, and we'll get into that, but this can be for anyone five years out or a month out. Is it kind of like a, a coaching program? Yes. So this has really picked up in the last couple of years with just getting people more prepared for retirement, not just from the financial side, as I mentioned. There's a lot of books being written about this. You have a big segment of the population. One of the biggest, obviously, that is getting closer to retirement. The whole landscape of retirement changing. It's not just as simple as you retire at a certain age, collect a pension, and that's it. Never work or do anything ever again. You have many retirees going back to school, starting businesses, all kinds of different things. So this is really a, a relatively important topic. The timing for this as well, too, is that I just notice for people with retiring, it's either the two most popular times are is January 1st, a lot just for oh, the, more okay. the financial side because of taxes and severance pays and all this stuff, or, or sick day payouts and things like that, or right before summer. So those are two of the more popular times. And uh, I've been in this business helping people retire since 2007. And to be candid, I've seen many people struggle with this transition in life in a number of different ways. And because of that, that's why we 
offer this type of coaching service for our clients to make sure that we're going through the issues associated with retirement to ensure that they have this best transition possible, because this is a significant transition. Our first phase of retirement coaching to help our clients retire well, we take them through five unique exercises to help them identify basically what they're retiring. And you're going to hear me keep saying that because most people have a very good idea. It's pretty obvious what they're retiring from. They're just not quite as clear on what exactly they're retiring to. <laughs> so this part of retirement coaching, we usually do over two meetings. This part of the process helps us to create a window into how they're wired as, it, as applicable to like leisure work, connecting with others, self-renewal, a couple of the topics to rhyme off. And you see most people that, is that they just don't really know what their retirement is going to kind of look like. And this is why we want to make sure, hey, it's not just a natural thing for someone to dive from full-time work into full-time leisure. Like let's have a discussion on here to kind of give you a vision and make sure we have an understanding of what retirement means to you and what you think that will look like. What do many people tell you? So that can just range from all over the place that I want to do nothing or I want to spend a ton of time with my grandkids or I didn't actually enjoy my job for the last 30 years, which that ties into the podcast that we just did last uh, last last time uh, in regards to changing careers. Right. And they're like, I want to start this business or even take a course so I can kind of go do this part-time in retirement. So there's, there's quite a few different answers that people will go through in regards to those questions. So what, what we'll do, Patrice, is we'll start diving into the tools here. All right, go for it. So one of the ones we use is, is the first one is called retirement observations. And what we do with that is we sit there and they, I put the mouse in their hand, whether it's face-to-face -face or virtual, and ask them, okay, what have you observed with people around you retiring well? When I say, think of someone that you know in your family or friends or circle or anyone from your work that you think has retired well, think about what, you, what they have done or why you think that they have retired well. Mm -hmm. And then we go and I go, here's a bunch of boxes besides a bunch of phrases, start checking those off and they go through them. And I go, okay, great. And we have a conversation around that. And then now I ask them, now, what about the opposite of people around you that you have seen not retire well? Why have you, why do you feel they haven't retired well? And then if any of those are on this list, start checking those off. And then we have a conversation around these just to get them thinking about, well, this, uh, my coworker in the cubicle next to me, he retired really well because he stayed really active. He's done this. He's been traveling. He's been volunteering, like things like that. Mm -hmm. And just to start getting that discussion going and get, start getting them in this mode. So some, like, some of the, I actually, I, I should touch on such as some of the attributes, such as like for retiring well, some of those would be an active bucket list or so, an active social life is obviously really important keeping active hobbies, positive family relationships, routines, things and how like about, that. And how about working? Oh, that's, we'll get into that. That's, okay. you're obviously seeing more and more of that. You're not seeing people, it's just so black and white where they immediately stop working and never work again. There's so many studies on that, on the benefits of still working part-time, casual, and you get so many people 
towards retirement that just get their get their back up because they're like, whoa, 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 I'm I'm retiring. I don't want to work. Really? And okay. and yeah, but the thing is, I go through with them, like we've literally helped hundreds of people retire over since 2007. And it's a very different work environment when you're now working because you want to and that you can choose to pick the hours you want. But as well, you also have a choice on not necessarily doing the things that you didn't have to do like before. So I've had some clients, they stay with somewhat within the same job, but now they're not putting in the same hours, but we also help them identify what did you not like about that position? Because they're now offering you a consultant position, giving you your hours, but hey, it's all on you on what you want to do now. You don't have to go in there full-time hours. You can tell them, I want to do this part of the job, but not necessarily this part. And for a lot of people that works, but there's all kinds of studies coming out on that and how that is just a huge right. benefit for, for individuals retiring. Now, this, these retirement observations, they seem to be rolling into the tool number two here, retirement vision. Yeah, so this one's this one is uh, different. So we, we speak about observations, and now then we go into retirement vision. And what that tool helps people do is it helps them even envision retirement even more because now we're actually using pictures. And everyone knows that certain people relate better to certain ways of taking information in. So we use this tool where we go through a bunch of images and have them select what they feel fits the vision of their retirement best. So they go through these images such as like, relax, travel, being a mentor, learning a new skill, developing a new hobby, all of these things that they're going through and checking off that they feel will is what they kind of want in retirement. And I find that people tend to spend more time on this than the observations because when they're looking at the images, you can actually see them like processing it and almost envision them in that scenario that the picture represents, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of neat. That, that's very neat. And you're right. Some people need pictures. They respond better to pictures than they do to words. Yeah. And we, of course, once, once they go through that and check them off and that we then of course have a conversation about each because it's not as simple as I'm just checking it off and saying, okay, let's move on to next because each image will mean something different for each individual retiree. So we want to make sure that we, capitalize on that and just make sure that we record that information so we know what they mean by when they check off on well mm -hmm. teaching or mentoring or, or learning a new skill what exactly is that and get down to the specifics this are, is this all all helps with developing their retirement plan are these new ideas to these folks that are thinking about retirement or have many of them already been thinking about what they would be retiring to depends you have some people that they've put quite a bit of effort into this and you have some that have literally have done none there is a stat out there that it's not just made up i've heard this over the years and i actually thought it was kind of just a, a saying and then i i heard that it was actually someone had done i don't have the actual name and, and company that got the statistic but they said that majority of people will literally plan more for a two-week vacation than they will their entire retirement <laughs> which is hard for someone in my position to even <laughs> think of but it is true. And a lot of people, when you mention that, they're like, yeah, I can kind of see that because when you're tr planning for a two week or three week holiday, you're, you're cramming everything in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they have a whole schedule arrangements, hotels, air travel, all of this. And then a lot of people just kind of say, well, this is 
the age I'm retiring and I don't know, I'll just fall into it. How hard can it be? Right. Which is not necessarily the case. <laughs> yeah. So let's move into the next. So after we go through the retirement visions and we go through all of that and have obviously a pretty good conversation on why they chose each of the images they did. We then go into the next one, which is kind of an interesting tool, very simple, but uh, interesting. It's called the ideal week in retirement. So Ooh. it's very simple. It just yeah. takes seven days, breaks it up into three parts, morning, afternoon, and evening. And basically <laughs> the client has 21 blank spaces staring back at them in the face. And oh, to wow. Get, yeah. That's pretty and powerful right there. It is. And it's basically asking them, so you've talked, we've talked about retirement. How are you going to spend your 168 hours in a week in retirement? Wow. That's when you have to fill in a box with an activity or even sleeping, that is, that's pretty powerful. It is. And I, I did this, I remember once for a new retiree and we went through it and she did not like it. Yeah. She, she was like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, oh, cause I, I just hadn't received that reaction yet. And she's like, I'm retiring. The last thing I want, I'm retiring from a schedule. The last thing I want to do is make a schedule. And then I was like, ah, oh, that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, that's not the purpose. And of course she, we went through it after and she totally understood why, but, and it was probably my fault not explaining as well as I should have, but that's not the purpose of this. It's to make you think about how you're going to spend your time. Right. So you'll get clients when we have this conversation, they're like, well, I'm in a golf five times a week. I can't wait for that. And I'm like, great, put it down. And realistically, the chances of golfing five times a week, like consistently for year after year after year, uh, yeah, not exactly. Not going to happen. Yeah. But it's exciting for someone that's been working for such a long time to, 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 to now have that choice. They can do that. And that's fine. Put the five times down on the, on the calendar. Okay. How, how long are your golf games? Three, four, five hours. Put that down they then start to realize there's still a heck of a lot of white space yeah. to fill out. And it's not to stress out the retirees. It's just to have these conversations because they're entering a very big next chapter. It's a huge transition. Yeah. The, the idea of, I find this very intriguing, the idea of sitting down and having to plan out a week of activities is, as I said, it's powerful, but it's daunting. I mean, if you're not, if you're not doing something like mentoring or going to, or taking classes, something that's structured, if you are simply a fly by, you know, the seat of your pants person, there's nothing to put down. Yeah. Well, the, okay. So in light of that, when clients are getting close to retirement and we go through this, I've had some with big smiles on their face say, you know what, Chris, I plan to do nothing. I am just going to relax and do nothing. I have worked 30 years. I raised three children mm. and yeah, they had a heck of a busy life and it just, they're so happy because they want the excitement of going into this next phase of retirement. They've been working 30 years for, and they're like, I'm doing nothing. And this is fine in the initial stages of retirement, but this will also get old real quick. Right. So there's, there's a Elizabeth Horner. She's a PhD and she did a study for the journal of happiness 
which sounds weird, but there is a journal of happiness. <laughs> and she said, or she actually, she, it wasn't a simple little study. She actually went to 16 different countries and, and, and got these statistics. And she said retirees experience a sugar rush of well-being and life satisfaction directly after retirement. But then it is followed by a sharp decline in happiness a few years later. And the important thing is she noticed that this showed up irrespective of the age in which the person actually retired. Mm -hmm. So that's why we want to do this exercise is to make sure that we can kind of help them avoid that sugar rush or at least be prepared for it and go through this exercise just to have them kind of think it's just making them think like I, a couple of years ago, I had, she's been a client for a while. She referred to me, she was referred to me when she was already retired and all of that. And she just started to really kind of open up going through this. And when we kind of got to this exercise, I'll never forget her answer. We're going through it. And she wasn't really, she's kind of saying like that she doesn't really do a whole lot. And she goes, Chris, you know what retirement is to me? And I go, what? She goes, I feel like I'm in the ocean in a rowboat with no oars. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is unfortunate. Like such sweet, sweet little lady. And I'm like, well, we got to figure this out because that's not how this is supposed to be. But I've just never had anyone drop that on me like that. Like she, she's never been asked this. She's been through multiple resources for her money and stuff like that. And she just never had these questions asked. It was just really like, what, how much do you need? And here it is. And then when we started going through all of this, I'll just never forget that answer. So obviously we started that meeting had nothing really to even do much about the money was we were researching what community centers and that were close to her. And she actually, we actually, by checking it out, we actually found her line dancing lessons. Nice. Yeah. And then she loved it so much. She actually started getting into teaching it. (laughs) So that's what I mean by this stuff is just so cool because you wouldn't expect that. Right. And that's why it's important to go through these things because yes, the money is important, but this stuff is also extremely important as well. And this relates to the money, which we'll get into a bit more. Yeah. Well, when you're happy, you will live a better life. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So what we got, what's the next tool we got here? So the next one's called, uh, we do, it's called the my retirement worksheet. This one's interesting. Well, they're all interesting. Mm. And this, this one is, it helps people go through what they're getting from their current work environment and what does it provide them in regards to the economic benefit and more importantly, like the life benefits and how this does this impact their life from the work they currently do. Since, Work isn't just a paycheck. If if it is to some people, then they're in the wrong career, which once again, goes back to the podcast that you and I just recently did with changing careers midlife. And there is obviously a lot more to it than just a paycheck. So what this tool assesses that. And this is really important for people coming from like competitive or even like professional or even stressful careers. Yeah. So there's, the author of Retiring Mind, his name is Robert Del Montaigne, another PhD. And he found his research found that people in these types of careers have certain personality characteristics like competitiveness and assertiveness that had more difficulty adjusting than say like a mild-mannered person who's you know, kind of a low pressure type job or career. 
And he actually states in his book, the very attributes that make people successful in their work life often work against them in retirement, which I found kind of interesting. But think about it too. Those attributes have defined who they were in the workplace, who they identified as. And now here they've got the attributes, but nothing to identify with. Exactly. And with clients, I've seen this in clients of like, so when I have a client that is a doctor, and just to name a few, this isn't just the only ones, but off the top of my head, my clients are doctors, lawyers, professors, fire chief or police chief, or successful entrepreneurs to, like I mentioned, to name a few. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot more time on this because a lot of you, as you mentioned, Patrice, their identity is who they are at work. And in those type of roles, they're looked at for many as an authoritative individual with like, with an individual that has much wisdom and looked basically looked up to. True. And some people are really afraid to lose that because that is their whole identity. And those are some of their social circles and everything else. And it puts fear in them that if I, that's who I am, if I, if I lose that and just retire, I'm no longer that individual. I once had an anesthetist tell me when we were going through this retirement planning and that, and we're getting him ready to retire. I once, it was interesting, his line, he goes, you know what, Chris, I'm just scared just to be that old guy in the line of Home Depot that nobody knows. Yeah. And yeah. It was just interesting the way he worded that. Cause I just hadn't someone ever said that to me like that before. So that's where this tool is really important to go over what they're getting from their careers and like I mentioned, economic and life benefits and how can we now take that to make sure they're still getting that in retirement. Cause if you just cut that off, you're going to run, you're going to run into issues. Yeah. Those types of careers. It's also important. This comes from uh, Mitch Anthony, who's an, the author of retirementality. He has an interesting phrase in his book, which is called, it's important to keep your noggin jogging. <laughs> and he's obviously totally right so you have to help them figure out in these careers how to invest their talents and insights such as maybe they aim it towards volunteering or part-time right. gig or teach some others their skill set so just another really important worksheet or tool to help individuals kind of down that prep stage to get ready for retirement now all these tools so far seem to be more focused on the individual. This last tool kind of looks like you're looking finally at the couple. Yeah. So the last tool for this is retirement is my retire retirementality profile. And that is specifically for couples. And we want to go through that with the couples because we want to see where they have commonalities and where they lack commonalities and their vision for life going forward in retirement. So this is a really important exercise to make sure both sides have an idea of what retirement looks like for the mm -hmm. other. And then at the end of going through, so they basically what this is, is they're going through a profile and they're rating things on a scale of one to four in a whole bunch of different categories. And at the, the most important thing at the end of this is you're comparing both charts to each other to see if they're aligned or to see if they're off. And I've never had anyone's come back completely perfect. So it's just identifying which areas that are off and online and just making sure they're kind of more aware of that. And this, this 
tool obviously leads to quite an in-depth yeah, discussion. <laughs> I was going to say, have you seen results that were really not aligned? Are completely, Ooh. completely. But it's good to have that discussion now then and with a neutral source, me <laughs> sitting in between <laughs> and who's gone through this many times with couples, helping them kind of figure this out. So not a nice stat, but I, I don't mean to keep throwing statistics, but it's just kind of explaining the reason why we do this. So Pew Research did a study from 1990 to 2015 that divorce rates for those over the age of 50 have gone up 109%. And they've actually labeled that as a great, they call it gray divorce mm -hmm. because unfortunately the stats are increasing. So this is why we want to do what we can to make sure that they're kind of both aware of what retirement me means to each other so that we can start having those discussions. Oh, that time together when you're both retired at home and you are not <laughs> aligned in your visions. I can only imagine. Yeah. I, I remember a couple of years ago, a client of mine, <laughs> she retired and she goes, <laughs> Hey, Chris, look at this sign I got. And I, I look at it and the sign says, retirement, half the income and twice the husband. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not sure if she's referring to twice the, the husband time or twice the husband size because he, she mentioned the same time he's, he was having way too many apple fritters in retirement so far. Uh, but <laughs> That is so awesome. It, yeah, it's a reality. All right, Chris, we've gotten through the five tools here. You've gotten all your information. You've had your discussions with your client or clients. What's the next step? So as you'll notice right here, we just talked a lot about the tools and the coaching re retirement, but did you notice that none of it had a dollar amount? We did not ask or talk once about the money. That's right. Yeah. And this is because we can't, I feel we cannot help clients develop a retirement plan until we know the answers to the life questions. And once we have this, we can then develop a more accurate retirement plan and get into the money questions. And I know just from the feedback from clients and stuff like that, this is a different approach since most people preparing for retirement plans just kind of go directly into the money questions and don't touch on any of the above points. I feel I can't answer those questions accurately, the money questions accurately until I know those life questions. And I've had people refer to me that previously have had retirement, retirement planning done beforehand. And the most amount of retirement planning that they received was how much money do you think you need per month? And let's just get that going so that you can start re living retirement. I just don't feel that's appropriate because as we've gone through those tools in their discussion here, there's so much more that you need to get an idea of before you can help someone construct a, a proper retirement plan. So let me guess, that is going to be the second part of this retiring well series, correct? Yes. So the next part we'll be getting into the money questions because we have to go through this part first. And Obviously, if you're getting close to retirement, it's an extremely big chapter coming up in your life. So does it not make sense to be completely as prepared as you possibly can for this? Because there's no retirement rehearsal. You can't go back and say, well, next time I retire, you know what? <laughs> I think I'll do it this way. So this is why we do this first, get these answers, get this, this stuff put in place. And then we get into the second part, which will be the next episode of the, the more money questions. And these tools, they're not a one and done type thing.
for certain individuals after a while, we'll actually go back and have them do a new one or review their answers and see what has changed here because their mm. retirement can always be changing as well too with certain factors that come up. Well, I certainly am looking forward to part two of this Retiring Well series, Chris. Is there anything you wanted to mention before we uh, wrap it up here? Yeah, so if anyone has listened to this, has resonated with them and, and you want more information or even to sit down with us to go through these tools and plan your journey ahead, you can also just check out a video we have on our website called Epic Retirement. It's only a two minutes and 40 second video, but if you want to see how we help clients have an epic retirement, it's just a video that explains that really quick as well and kind of ties into these tools that we just went through. It's on our website, which is at threehatsfinancial.ca. And if you go to the top of the page on the resource tab, you'll see it there. So then moving forward for the next podcast, as, as you'd mentioned, Patrice, we're going to talk more about the quantitative part of retiring since today we spoke about the qualitative part of retiring. So the money side, and we're going to go over how people can start to prepare and figure out those age old questions. As I mentioned, how much is enough and if they will have enough and when they should retire and all those questions. All right. Chris DeRoe of Three Hats Financial. To make sure you know when that next episode of The Ride, Life, Work and Wealth is available, that'll be part two of the series, use the subscribe button on this page. And you can also share with the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora. Let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Investment Corporation. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.